You're listening to Rates and Lanes with Rico Mohammed. This is the show where we improve your knowledge of the freight market, improve your bottom line, and improve the transportation industry as a whole. We're talking rates and lanes. Let's move on down the audio road. Okay, hopefully we got the bugs worked out. I'm going to go ahead and start taking some questions now. Uh, I'm going to go to caller 269. Caller, you on there? You, what's your name? Where you calling from? Hi, I'm in Orlando, Hello? Florida tonight. Hello. Yes, sir. I, I got you now. All right. Um, I really don't have a question. I just want to let you know, man. Keep up the good work. Well, I appreciate it, my friend. We 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 trying to work out the bugs. This is, this right here has been a. Right. I know <laughs> I've been on hold an hour and a half. Experience, right? <laughs> Yeah, it is. It is. I'm here in the woods. I apologize for the confusion and everything. I'm just, uh, you know, Kevin's a professional at this. I'm just, I'm just trying to uh, fill in on on those big shoes that he got. I understand. Oh, I'll keep it up, man. It, you know, I waited an hour and a half. And I, you know, and I have to keep waiting. You know, you do do some good stuff there. Well, I appreciate the kind words, my friend. Hopefully, we can continue to share. Uh, and, and learn from one another. All right, Rico. Appreciate you, man. All right. Th- thank you. Uh-huh. Let's see. We're going to go to the next caller. Caller from the 701. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hello, caller. Okay, we're going to go back to caller from the 316. That's me, Rico. This is Bruce. Caller, what's your, how you doing, Bruce? I'm doing good. Hey, just like the previous guy said, don't let this put a damper on your spirit or our spirits because I think I think a good thing is just in its infancy and, you know, birthing pains are a little bit hard. So keep on, you know, what you're doing. Oh no, we wouldn't. We wouldn't allow it to dampen our spirits. Um, <laughs> we just want. <laughs> we were. It was just. It's just kind of confusing because I'm like uh, the last time everything went went so smoothly. You know, even uh, even though we had a couple of issues and stuff with me and Kevin trying to get the times, and we kind of ran into the same situation today. But when I logged into the program and I didn't see any phone calls, and I'm like, okay, what's going on? And I don't know. So and all of a sudden everything popped in. So we're 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 rolling now. So uh, yeah. if you got any questions or anything, I can, something I can help you out with. Let's see if we can tackle. Well, you and I talked on the phone a couple times in the last two weeks, and I guess you know we talked about a number of different ideas. Uh, what direction do you want to take the show tonight? And I can give you my my ideas or share my opinions or uh, ask you a question about, you know, any of the things we discussed? Well, like I said, I I was really wanting to try to get into the contracts and negotiating. That's what I was really kind of preparing for. But then I got a phone call today. Uh, Mr. Seaton returned my phone call unexpectedly, and he 
said that he would love to come on and talk with us about that. So I figure we can talk about stuff, uh, you know, about rates and lanes and stuff like that. Like, for instance, today I took a gamble. Uh, I was showing earlier in the week, and even with the USDA reports, I know that you had a question about that when we talked on the telephone. The USDA report showed that freight was really good in Florida. And earlier in the week on my low board, it showed that Florida was really booming for uh, for produce and stuff coming out of Florida. So I got a load that brought me into Florida. And by the time we got down here, it seemed to have dried up overnight. This is the risk that you play when you play the spot market. It's, it's just like the stock market. It can be booming one day and turn dry the next. So I got down here to Florida and was expecting to try to come out of here for a pretty good rate, which we would manage to still salvage, salvage the trip. Uh, we got a load coming out tonight. Uh, we got a load. That's what kind of threw us behind. But we got a load of cantaloupes finally coming out of here. And it's not the greatest paying load, but it's just going back to Atlanta. It's for 800 bucks. Now, according to the USDA uh, information that we shared, that lane should be paying about 1300 bucks, if I remember correctly. Um, 800 is a long cry from 13. But yeah, I'm looking at the point. USDA report for right now, and it says the most common paid was between 1350 and 1450 on Tuesday. Right, but today the market dried up completely. Um, there was more trucks than there were loads available. So we all know what happens when that happens. The brokers win. Yep. So that's the risk that you take when you win. If you play strictly the, the, the spot market, those are the risks that you take because overnight the market can change or you, it can shift on you. And Florida is one of those volatile places where it's, it's feast or famine. So you can you can get in and you can get a really good rate if things are in your favor. When the things go out of your favor, you, you, you might be lucky just to hold on to your shirt. Mm-hmm. But, we, but we were fortunate enough. We had a pretty decent week. We, we, had a, we stacked a few loads back. So we still, off of three loads this week, we still uh, grossed around 5500 bucks, so it's not bad. And we didn't turn a we didn't turn a ton of miles. But yeah, right now, according to the USD, I just pulled back up, and I was meant to go over this earlier when we had was having an audio issue. Right now, according to the USDA report, there is a shortage, and I can confirm this part about Eastern North Carolina. Uh, there's a shortage of trucks there. Spoke with some people up in that region, and eastern North Carolina is actually booming really good right now as far as uh, produce goes. And northwestern Washington is showing a shortage as well. Those are the only two markets in the United States that are showing a shortage. Uh, I'm in central Florida. Central Florida is showing a slight shortage, but today I could not tell because it was the only phone calls that we got were for heavy, heavy dry loads that we're not paying much money. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, the caveat to playing the spot market is if you're going to play it, make sure that you are going to um, historically solid areas. 
normally I, my wife got on me big time. She don't like going to Florida. I don't like going to Florida because it's, it's so volatile down there. So normally we kind of stay out of Florida. We stay in the Texas, you know, the Dallas markets, the uh, Missouri, the Kansas City, St. Louis markets. Those are pretty solid areas. I mean, we're based out of Atlanta. Atlanta's always solid. North Carolina is pretty decent. Uh, so we kind of bounce around and kind of run a triangle all week long and we go home on the weekend. Uh, but, you know, if that helps you out a little bit, when we were talking about, I know we were talking about the rates and stuff on the spot market. So you you, you see uh, I'm a victim as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My experience the last couple of years with the spot market rate and the USDA rate, USDA's rate is that you should have been there the week before they posted as being, you know, a shortage because the minute this comes out, the word is out and everybody hustles over there. And then it, by the time you get there too, everybody else is there also. That's a good strategy. But you know, the thing about that is. Go ahead. Could always be one week ahead of the USDA report, you'd be in tall cotton most of the time. This is true. This is true. So, Bruce, is there anything else you got? Well, that concept you and I talked about was it yesterday about the uh, group of truckers who want to run a certain lane getting together and maybe going to a shipper and, for example, if they have one load a day, five days a week, working as a as a team to haul this customer's freight, even though you only have one truck, I only have one truck, and, you know, we share each other's freight that way. Is that something you want to get into? Uh, um, yeah, we can talk about it, trying to create a co-op. Um, right. Trying to basically, basically trying to create a co-op, and and the concept, trying to clear it up for everybody that's listening in, is the majority, we small truck drivers, one, two, even up to five trucks, we are actually the majority of the trucking community, whether you know it or not. There are more one and two truck operators, one, two, and five truck operators than there are. Uh, all the big companies combined. We don't have the leverage in the marketplace that the big companies have because they have greater numbers to present to customers when they're going in there. One way that I got thinking, and, you know, just thinking out loud, could be totally off base, but I think it could work with proper organization, is if you – Find someone in an area that you like to run, and y'all kind of, and you know, y'all kind of get together and put your heads together. And if that person that lives in that city will go back to the Atlanta Dallas scenario that we was talking about earlier. If I stay in Atlanta and you stay in Dallas, Bruce, I know you don't stay in Dallas, but I'm just using that as a scenario. Right. You work on you work on getting the shippers in Dallas to Atlanta, and I'm going to work in Atlanta, and I'm going to try to get all the shippers I can in Atlanta that got the freight going to Dallas. And all we're going to do is just run back and forth to Dallas. We could even coordinate it good enough if, if well, we have a create a trailer pool and we could even meet somewhere in the middle, drop trailers, swap trailers, and go back home. We can provide if we got the you 
know, we find the right niche, we can provide customers at least one truck every day that's going back and if they have consistent freight going back and forth to Atlanta. And no one should be able to, if we're watching our costs and doing everything properly, no one should be able to compete with us in that lane. As far as having the availability, we're going to guarantee that customer, if they have enough freight that's going, that's shipping in that lane right, we, we ought to be able to give them the flexibility that they need and the availability that they need. Um, and if we can get, grow it from one guy to two guys to three guys on each side, it can it can have a real um, snowball effect, and you can and you can basically use that scenario in any part of the country. It's just a, it's just a matter of now instead of the person trying to work to develop freight on both ends, he can concentrate strictly on one end and and really deepen those relationships because he's right there in that city. Did you have anything that you wanted to add to that scenario? Well, I was also thinking, and this has been my experience being in the business for 30-plus years, that smaller shippers tend to not get serviced by the big carriers because they don't want to mess with a small one or two load a week or maybe a load a day shipper. And the the smaller shippers tend to be more... uh, courteous to the truckers they tend to you tend to be able to talk to the business decision makers because they're probably on the spot on the job they're at their business and they tend to pay better rates can't drive a hard bargain and work the big carriers against each other to drive the freight rates down that's been my experience in the other areas of the trucking industry I've been in prior to what I'm doing now. Right. You know, I, I, a I discussion agree. on that would be good. And, you know, if, other, if you agree or disagree, I mean, that's, that's, that's something no, no, to, you know, I, I, talk about. I, I agree. And, and, and I really think that we're on to something. I think that we could, you know, it may take a little bit, little bit more organization. And like I said, that's, that's, for a group thought for us to contribute, go out there to the crowd and, and get some feedback on it because I'm just amazed at how quickly you look at the rate per mile masters group and you look at how quickly it snowballed. I mean, we're up to close to when I looked last night, I didn't even check today. I, we were up to like 600 members and it was maybe yeah. two and a half weeks ago that it, that it, we formed it and, and I joined it and everything. I'm like, wow. So, you know, just think on that for for a second, and, you know, it could help us on the operators alleviate the problem where you're not always on the road. You know, it's a, it's a win-win-win scenario available to everybody as long as you're dealing with people, if everyone that comes into the uh, scenario has a certain amount of ethics about themselves. Um uh, you know, we talked. We kind of talked about that part of it too, and, and that's a major part when you're dealing in business. You gotta have um, when, when, when you, if you're proposing something like this, everybody has to understand that you have to. The, the only thing that's going to set you apart is the service. Come half stepping when you when you 
put your word out there or you're going to, uh, your customer is dependent upon you, you got to find a way no matter what it takes to make it happen. Or at least if something goes bad, communicate that but and not try to come in and try to cutthroat or whatever. There's enough uh, room for everybody to be able to be successful if they come into, like I said, we have to have some type of check measures or something like that maybe if we have someone that's uh, being a little callous and, and maybe vote them off the island or whatever. I, I'm not sure exactly how to how to set it up, but we have to be uh, protective of if we establish some really good freight, making sure that we're servicing the customer properly and that we're protecting uh, what's in the best interest of the group. We can't have someone just come in and just screw that up. Yeah, you can't, be back yeah. you can't be backdooring my customer trying to take it away from me, and I can't be handing out business cards at your customer because that will put a stop to it immediately. Right, right. You know, and right. we were also talking about maybe using a – a forum like this on Facebook, uh, a, a group that you have to be invited into to maybe, I would post, hey, I got freight from Phoenix to Chicago, but I'm needing Chicago freight back to Phoenix. Does anybody have good contacts in Chicago that I can contact? If you need Phoenix freight out to, back to Chicago, maybe, you know, we could, you know, work together like that to try to, help each other out, exactly. cover deadhead miles, uh, get better rates and whatnot. Exactly, because if me and you are focused on going back to the scenario, if me and you are focused on Dallas and Atlanta freight, we really wouldn't much care if somebody if, if they have freight going to Chicago, but somebody that's staying in Chicago would be very interested in that freight coming out of that shipper. Right. Right. So, so I mean, it, so would, we, it would depend on having people in wanting to run certain lanes or you know, having contacts, you know, and it would just be a forum kind of like a, a load board, only it would be, you know, a private, privately held or privately kind of managed type deal where only certain people get to have access to that information. Right. And and, and I'm, like I said, I think that there's there's definitely something there. We, we have to put it out there and maybe uh, get some more people that, know exactly how to organize and, and put the put all this stuff, you know, line everything up so that we can actually execute it. You know, I think everybody has some ideas on things on how to, you know, how it could work, but we need to try to fine-tune it so that we can make it successful and make sure that, you know, the execution is behind not only the thought, but, you know, a, a real solid execution plan. Um, well, how, many people, how many people? Okay. I was going to say, how many people are online tonight? We could throw it out to them and let them let people see what they if they want to comment on it. Well, we got a, we got a few people online tonight, but I, I don't know. We had a little bit more, but I think we lost them with all the different technical glitches and stuff that we were having. But for for, the, for you guys that stuck around and hung in there with us, we I greatly appreciate it. Uh, Bruce, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna mix a few more calls in here while we uh okay. while we got them on here, and uh and I thank you again for calling in. All right, take care, Rico. All right, next caller, I'm going to go to the person that's been holding the longest. I'm trying to go through this and make sure I'm getting the people that's been online the longest. Uh, caller from the 
1-800-646-5765. It's your turn. You're on the air. Uh, I guess that's me. This is Dennis. Dennis, how are you doing? Hey, doing pretty, doing pretty good. How are you? I'm maintaining. <laughs> I know that's right. Before, everybody, I guess everybody got cut off. I was the one that asked you the question about the rates and how to get direct customer uh, freight, you know. And then you spoke okay. just a minute ago about uh, separating the broker freight and the customer freight, the direct customer freight on, the, I guess, the DAT uh, members-only board. And I was kind of wanting to uh, get some information on that. And the last call you had, that is a good uh, idea right there. I'd be, I'd probably be interested in something like that myself. Well, that's, you know, I was saying, you know people in your area. Um, I'm pretty sure you got friends all throughout the country, other truckers that, you know, that you may have. And they may be in a different part of the part of the country, and that may be a proposal, you know, that we can start to build upon. It's just one of those things where it's too easy for us not to not to at least give it a shot and try to see if we if, if we can execute the plan. You know, okay. um, if if you know someone that has the same type of equipment that you have, or not necessarily the same type of equipment that you have, but if, but if you know someone that uh, you want to get into a certain type of segment, I've seen someone else was talking about changing over segments, then that's an opportunity to be had where you can um, have synergy to a certain degree. You can have more numbers because if you go into a shipper and you go in there and you just talk about, well, I'm just one truck or whatever, but if you got five guys from the, come in together as a co-op, well, now you got numbers. And now you now now they may take you a little bit more serious. Oh yeah, yeah, I agree. So, uh, but your question was uh, the other question was about the uh, direct customers. Rate, uh, rates and uh, getting into direct customers. You know how's what's the best way to do on that? Okay, direct customers. The number one way that did you get the links that I put up for the uh, for the to be able to do the searches on the master dot com and uh, ThomasNet? I got the I got the ThomasNet, but I didn't get nothing else. Okay, ThomasNet is one. Master dot com is one. There's now, another one. Manta? Manta, Manta. 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 M A N T A. Manta. Manta.com. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm gonna oh, okay. go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go back in. I'm gonna go switch over to the uh, rate per mile masters. I'm gonna okay. go to that, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna put a link in the rate per mile masters Facebook page. Oh, okay. There, uh, masters one. There's also another one. It's called Webster's Online. Now, what type of trailer do you have? Ah, uh, fifty-three drive. Fifty-three foot drive van. All right. Yes. Now. What you want to do is when you're going into ThomasNet or Manta or any of those type people, you want to begin to look for uh, freight that's what they call truckability. You want to look for oh, freight okay. that, goes on, that goes on a drive box. So you want to start, like, if you take, for instance, you may look for apparel. Like, it may be a, a, a blue jean company or something like that. Right. Or a toilet tissue, a toilet tissue company. 
you want to look for different things that can go on a Dropbox. Whatever freight can be shipped on a Dropbox, you want to search out those companies. And then oh, okay. you want to, then you, it gives you the ability. What it does is those websites give you the contact information of those companies. Now you're going to have to work on brushing up your sales skills and everything. Uh, you may want to work look at uh, there's a guy called Mike Brooks that does like some online. Uh, he has uh, sales scripts, stuff like that that you might be able to use, different things like that that you might be able to incorporate to uh, customize it to whatever it is that your sales pitch is going to be. You know, you okay. want to have to sell a little bit. You got to go in there and, and show them why they should why, why they should offer you the freight. Um, but once you start to find those people in your hometown, and you got now you got all the contact information, uh, you should on some of the companies it'll give you their annual sales, and even on some of them it'll give you a list of um, depending on how much you dig, it'll give you a list of contacts. So it'll give you the shipping or the purchasing manager, and those are the people that you want to get in contact with: the shipping managers, the, the purchasing managers. You get in contact with those folks because those are technically the, uh, your decision makers. And basically, right. you prepare a little package, just like the broker does when the broker, you got your own authority? I do right now. Do you, do you have your own authority? Uh, I, got my, I got my own operating authority, not my broker. No, you, no, you, don't, need, you don't need a broker. But just like a broker does, when the broker sends you his package, right? Right. He sends you over. He sends you over all this. You know, uh, he puts his best foot forward. He gives you all this credit information. Uh, gives you information about his company. He sends you over uh, his his operating authority, his MC number, his DOT package. You know, what I'm saying? That, that whole little package that they send you over. You need oh, to prepare. Okay. You need to prepare something like that for your business, so that you have something that you can actually, when you walk in the door. Or even if you don't, if you just make a phone call and you get the person on the line, get their email address and ship them. Uh, uh, you want to email them your, your package over. And another little thing that you can do is buy, go down to Starbucks. Go down oh, to yeah. Starbucks, buy, buy, uh, take a hundred bucks and buy, buy the five dollar uh, gift card, and take the gift card. Send them to the purchasing agent that you that you talk to after you talk to them on the telephone. You know, kind of write them a personalized little letter or something like that. You know, while you consider my proposition, I want to buy you coffee. So you, you know, you send them that little five dollar gift card. That's tax deductible. That's a business expense. So it, that now you got something that stands that separates you out. They they looking at you. You know, what I'm saying you, you send your, you sent your information over. You said you bought them coffee. Now they got a, a reason to kind of remember. It. So when you make your follow-up phone call, you're not just, you know, it kind of warms that call up a little bit. You understand what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. That, that, that's, a little, that, that's a little tip, little strategy that, that you know, you could use to, uh, to help get you in and uh, something like that to help, you know. Uh, another thing that you could do, if you got friends in your area, that uh, yeah. have drop that pull drop boxes, or even company drop. You can get uh, ask them for where they're picking up at. 
You know, oh, kind of yeah, help, yeah. cut, cut, help cut your searching now, and that way you ain't got to necessarily worry about a back solicitation clause, but, you know, get information somewhere you ain't never been to before. Oh, okay. And find on that back solicitation type thing, is that if I've hauled through that a supplier um, going to a particular place like uh, Southwest Virginia to Dallas, and in the same place they ship to Ohio, uh, Pennsylvania, Atlanta. Well, if the customer that I work for lost the account going to Atlanta, but they still have the other accounts, would that still be back solicitation if I solicit just that route back to Atlanta or something? You have to go back to the actual broker-carrier agreement that you find, and that's part of the stuff that uh, Henry Seaton is going to talk about. He's going to talk about the 12 deadly clauses in contracts, and that back solicitation is a, is a monster because oh, yeah. some, of those things are, some of those contracts are so broadly worded it eliminates you, even if they lose a lane, from you being able to even go in and solicit from that customer, period, until a one-year, um, a, 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 dead, a dead period of one year before you can go in there and, and, and compete for that business. Right. One of the suggestions that, the one, one of the suggestions that Mr. Seaton put out is instead of having a blanket uh, back solicitation clause, that you do a, uh, specifically on that lane. I can't compete against the broker for that lane, for that particular lane that I got from him. You know, he only tenders, he only tenders you a load from Dallas to Atlanta, so why should you give up the opportunity to get breaks from that customer going anywhere else in the country? Oh, yeah. So so he one of the things that he was suggesting is that you kind of specify which lane is the lane that's going to be uh, off limits as far as the back solicitation goes. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. And, and, right. and when we when we get an opportunity to get him on the program, maybe we'll. Um, I'm going to ask him um, to kind of give us some 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 tips on how to get that into the contract and, and some things that have been successful that that he may know of that we may not have thought of or whatever. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. All right. All right. All right. I appreciate I appreciate well, talking to you, and uh, you have a good. Enough. If you could put that to put those links on Facebook, I appreciate it. Yes, sir. I'll put. I'm gonna put them on there in just a little bit. Oh, okay. Appreciate All that. Right, you have a, you have a good night. Yes, sir. You too. Let's see. Caller from uh, the six zero eight. Caller, what's your name? Where you calling from? Hello, you talking to me? Yes, sir. I'm talking to you. Talking to me? Oh man! I'm talking to you. <laughs> How's it going, Rigo? I can't complain. Who am I talking to? Uh, this is Ray from Wisconsin. Um, I uh, wanted to thank you, man, for what you're doing, um, putting yourself out there. I I don't really think that I know of, or at least uh, that you're you know, profiting or making money doing what you're doing right now. So this is great that uh, you're putting yourself out there. I really appreciate it. Um, I uh, kind of came we, in. We're paying it forward, uh, right? Little... What's that? 
I said we're paying it forward. You know, there you go. There you go. Uh, I, I kind of came in uh, a little late, but um, uh, I heard some of what you were talking about uh, putting a co-op together, like a group together. And uh, I think that's a fabulous idea. I, I'm an independent. I've been an independent for seven years. And um, uh, I've been to a lot of shippers. I've talked to a lot of shippers. Uh, getting my own, finding my own shippers uh, always seemed to happen by accident. I've made thousands, literally thousands of phone calls. I've sent out mailers. I've done so many things, but the customers that I've had uh, really ended up coming uh, by meeting face-to-face. I did a good job. They were impressed, and they wanted to they wanted to have me uh, as one of their carriers. And uh, I think a, a lot of what Kevin Rutherford says is re- really is true uh, about making those relationships or uh, driving around your um, your neighborhood and knocking on the doors of all those shippers and and actually showing up as a face. Uh, would probably be my most effective recommendation. But um, anyways, uh, your co-op, that is a fabulous idea. Uh, A co-op is for the people. Uh, The president would be voted in by the members. Um, uh, That's really great. Right now, I'm out here riding the bubble trying to find uh, some of this high-paying freight that's going on. Um, And uh, I notice right now it seems like uh, Wisconsin, Minnesota, the Carolinas, and Texas are the hot spots. And uh, a little bit of Florida, but for uh, for van freight, that's what I've noticed. And so – I took a load out of Wisconsin for 4500 bucks to Florida, and then I took a load back out of Florida up to um, Washington for 6200 And now I took a little shorty down to Portland for 400 and from Portland I'm going to Denver for 2500 So what I'm trying to do is work my way back, Texas or or the Carolinas or Wisconsin, whatever way, but I'm trying to follow a path of $2 per mile. Right now, I don't have my own shipper. I don't have my own customer. I'm just out here trying to trying to really take advantage of uh, the spot market right now. And um, that's kind of where I'm at. But anyways, uh, I know I'm rambling on. <laughs> um, no, I, I was going to uh, ask you a question. Okay. Okay. Now, Ray, when you when you on your direct customers, have you okay. tried to have you tried to solicit on the delivery side or on the pickup side? Like, uh, I'm not sure if the, if your direct customer was that was they the consignor or were they the consignee? Uh, you know, that's, the that, that, that is a good question. Um, no, they were all shippers. Uh, 
You know, when so, I was making so, a lot of phone calls, I wouldn't work. I'm, I'm going to jump in on you just real quick. Okay. Another a, a tactic that you, you could use is when you're delivering, since the shipper is already your customer, you're delivering, they may have right. other ships that are coming in. So that that opens up the door for if you provided, hey, did you like the service that I provided? That you you know you got your freight, it's here, everything is nothing's damaged. We were on time. We communicated with you uh, while we're while we're in transit. You know, I'd like I'd like to be able to provide that same service to you. Um, well, right, right. Every every manufacturer needs raw products before they can have a finished product. Right. So they have to have they have to have input to get output, and, and that's a very good uh, to use in your sales pitches. Hey, you know, also I'd like to be able to maybe possibly offer you a better rate than what you're getting uh, for your for your customers. Uh, the only bad part about that is the the wall that I always seem to come up against is the transportation managers always say, well, our suppliers dictate. It's theirs. And it's a bill of lading. Um, the When you look at a bill of lading, it says free on board or uh, right. or, or the other shipments. So uh, it, it comes down to how they're buying their materials, whether uh, – uh, so, so do you understand what free on board is? What's that? I'm sorry. Do you understand what free on free on board means? <laughs> yeah. Well, at, at least I know what, what it means as far as that uh, the title of that property doesn't hasn't exchanged hands until it reaches its destination. So. Uh, Whoever shipped it probably is the one who is paying for the uh, for the freight, but it, it's a title issue, and generally that has to do with who uh, is paying for the transportation, or at least the owner of the freight until it arrives to its destination. But um, uh, well, free 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 on board basically is a distinction. It, it means exactly that that the, the place that you're picking it up from is is selling, let's say, two by four. But just use two by four as an example. Uh, yeah. you can get you can get the two two by four down in uh Georgia for uh one dollar a stick. I don't know. But it's free on board. So basically if someone in California wanted to buy the two by four they would have to arrange their own transportation. It's, it, that, that, that that person that's for in that instance is will load their mode of transportation. They are the party that's going to be responsible for the transportation. So actually, the shipper is would actually be the shipper in the consignee because the shipper is actually the person that's going to receive it. You understand what I'm saying? Sure. The consignee, the is the, is the person that that's arranging the shipping? Sure, right. It, you know the the thing that uh, so so that's kind of what I was saying was the um, that wall that I come up against is that 
you know the, the these manufacturers they're not all the uh, all the time in charge of who is going to transport that shipment so just because they're a shipper you know doesn't mean they they have that like uh like menards um they only have their freight go on um on their preferred carriers trucks and say if you were a manufacturer selling to menards um you couldn't dictate what you pay for the transportation and that that's because menard says no we hire our our own trucks to haul your freight in so there's those weird little quirks out there that you kind of run into but um I, I kind of sidestep there. I really, really like your idea of creating a co-op, and, and I'm going to follow that, and I'm going to talk to uh, my other buddies that are independents like me, and um, uh, because that is something like some kind of group or something you can say, like the, the independents like us, you can – walk up to that shipper and say, hey, you know what? I'm not just one truck anymore. I'm seven trucks or I'm a thousand trucks. Exactly. And, and all the guys that are in my group uh, would love to haul your freight too. So exactly. all you need to do is just is email me all of your shipments and I will tell you what I can haul for you. And then it would you would kind of I don't know how that would really kind of work, but I guess we'd well, have to kind of work we, 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 we're, on we're the billing side of right it. now. Yeah, we're kind of abstract right now, but we have to we'll have to fine tune it and figure out a way to try to put everything you know what is going to make this thing turn. Uh, we'll have to figure out a way to try to make it turn. I, I think that if you have enough willing participants that there where there's a will there's a way we just have to kind of figure out the mechanics of it all right well why couldn't there be a truckers co-op you know i I mean some some things that you might get into i I don't know if if like i said you may have a a separate no it wouldn't be double brokering i think that what you might get into uh there was a conversation going on on linkedin and and you could kind of Somebody might try and stand up and say, like some of these brokers might try and say, well, those carriers, they're getting together and they're price fixing, which is illegal. Sure. Technically, but, technically we but, don't. I mean, it, 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 I don't, it is, but it if you're price fixing, how could you price well, I mean, fix if? If if you're one carrier, or if you're even if you're a group of carriers, and you're still only the small percentage well, see, of, of the population of trucks and carriers, see that's what I'm saying. Anytime there's one or more, anytime there's one or more, they, it, it, it gets kind of convoluted. I'm not sure. That's why I say that's one of those things that we would have to try to. Okay, we're going to actually do this thing. Then that's when we're gonna to have to bring in people that are a little bit smarter than than, than me and you to, together and, and try to figure out, you know, what how to make our right. idea come into fruition. Well, I, I you know, we, I don't think price fixing would be we, an issue because I, I, to price fix, you you already have to have control of a certain market, and I I don't see that we would we would be ever big enough or 
I don't know. Maybe that that would be. I think that would be an issue that we would have to worry about a long ways down the road. I, I mean, I don't be. see price fixing be like an say, issue. You know, Bruce kind of put us on the spot when he when he, when he let the cat out of the bag. I, I knew that we might get some get some uh, people to sit up straight and chill, and I think it's a a great way for us to take advantage of the market right now if we can get past whatever Absolutely. hurdles that are be out there. Mm-hmm. Right now is the best time to capture a new customer because freight has been so messed up and and everybody's scrambling for trucks right now. Now is the time to be that Johnny on the spot and say, hey, uh, you know, I'm here. I'm local. I'm your guy. You know, just keep feeding me and we'll see how this goes, where this goes, you know, type of thing. But um, I think – I think this, with our conversation, I think I got some topics that I want to explore as well. Um, maybe on a, on another call, maybe next week. If you ever have problems getting direct customers, let's try and as, as a group, let's try and use group think and try to figure out how we can overcome any objections that may come across. Like, and, and maybe we can post a, uh, we can start a thread or something going on Facebook with the objections that you have met and how did you, um, how did you how overcome did you those overcome objections? How did, you, how, did, how did you handle the objections or if you didn't overcome the objections? I think that... That's pretty the, good. I got, the best I got a ton of those. The best thing that we got going, the best thing that we got going right now, I think, is everyone has a desire to try and learn and better their business. And I think that if everyone comes to the table with that desire and that intention, that amongst where there where there there's power in numbers, and someone out there the situation differently than what you make it you with, and every and you gain from different perspectives. So we if sure. by us sharing information and share, sharing our experiences, then that may get somebody else's. I mean, you know, that may have somebody else's brain churning in a different way. Where mine was thinking just going straight ahead, but they found a, a different avenue to get us to, to the goal, you know. Right, and, and right. A butterfly and – yeah. A butterfly's flapping wings causes a tsunami in Japan. Exactly. <laughs> um, I, I, I really think, like, uh, what if we started – uh, like our own kind of group and did a barbell, just like what you're talking about, Dallas to Atlanta. We just start on one lane that we know is good and just start building from there. And, and then we, you know, we just start, we get a, a chainsaw going. And then once we build up momentum, we can start taking on more guys. And, and then we can start picking up Chicago to, to Dallas. And then we can get a triangle going, Chicago, Dallas, and then, you know, I mean, just keep it going and going. And it doesn't have to be this, you know, super serious thing, which, I mean, it, it would be, but to, to get it started. The only, the, only thing, the only thing that, like I said, the only thing that I have a, 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 you, you want to kind of pre-qualify some folks on is because, if we commit to a customer, I'm, I'm really serious about customer service. Because to me, Absolutely. 
that's that's what separates. That's I mean, that is the only thing that you have is your service. If you if you're going to be competing, how was your experience with me? Did, when when did I provide you? Did I do what I said I was going to do? Did I keep an open line of communication with you to let you know if any of the roles? Uh, you know, was I was I honest and fair in my dealings? Those type of things to me, you know, that's what's missing. That's what's missing in in our, in our um, you know, when I talk to certain brokers, when I don't I don't deal with the, the the idiot brokers. I mean, I got some brokers. I got one guy uh, out at Coyote. <laughs> I mean, I love dealing with this guy from Coyote. I mean, you know, he has been wonderful to me. And, and my wife. I mean, he, he'll go out of his way That's to find freight from in a bad area. Uh, he'll pay me more than I'm asking for. And, like, I may quote a, I may quote a rate, and he may say, hey, throw a couple of more hundred dollars on there. But <laughs> now, that's nice. That's some of the stuff that Kevin talks about with that relationship building. You know, we kind of helped sure. him out when he was in a pit, and we, and we gave him excellent service. And ever since then, I mean, we talk daily. We're we're constantly in communication. Either myself or my wife, we're, we're talking to him, and he's you know he's he's communicating back with us. Uh, where are you going to be at? What you got going on? Okay, let me get to work. Let me see what I can find for you. And and he takes care of you know what I'm saying. So I don't have a problem with dealing with him now. If I can find. Four more brokers like that, I wouldn't have to worry about trying to find my own friend. <laughs> yeah. But the, I know the, in, a, in a perfect world. Uh, but, see, that's the thing. Like, if we did our, our co-op, we would have to have, like, our terms of etiquette, you know, right. um, and, and and rules. You know, we'd have to sit down and, and kind of talk it out okay this is what you're going to do and then you know at as table or or you know in this co-op you say hey i like to run here this my customer goes here you're over there you know do, do you do you have a customer that can offer freight and, and then we start building our own relationships i mean you know in our own kind of network it doesn't have to be this big brokerage where you're calling in trying to find loads or anything like that. I, it really should be, I think, kind of, you know, a, a, a specific type of lane. We need to focus in and be able to hone in on a certain area instead of just saying, okay, all over America, we're going to do this right. type of thing right. and, 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 and just let it build and evolve. Um, but, uh, uh, I really, man, I really like that idea. And I'll, you know what? Something else I'd like to tell you about is uh, I, I wrote a uh, a piece for um, Overdrive Magazine, and okay. Todd Bills, uh, yeah, he um, he let me write a piece, and uh, I think it's definitely something worth. I'm going to email him and see if. Uh, we should write something about that and see if we can get it in um, in the magazine, and then we can try to really, you know, put that out there, uh, you know, on a whole other uh, platform. Because there's a 
already a captive audience. Maybe, maybe, you know, on maybe that. I don't I don't know. Maybe maybe we ought to uh, just keep it on the small level for right now. It might not be ready for prime time just yet. Uh, maybe that's something. Well, no, you're right. Know. You're right. Maybe, maybe right. it's something that we might just ought to work on uh, right now amongst amongst the people that are. I think that right now the nucleus of people that we have that are that are contributing to the rate for mile masters and the people that are contributing to Kevin Rutherford, you know what I'm saying? It's it's a certain mindset, and everybody, um, you know, they they they, they kind of think that uh, by us following Kevin Rutherford's advice and things like that. We all have benefited in some form, or way, or fashion, and because we were willing to try it, and once we tried it, we seen that it, it yielded us some results. But we actually did the hard work. But we were willing to listen to someone and try something different, and by and by doing that, we we gained, uh, you know, we kind of developed a relationship, even though we may have never met Kevin Rutherford face to face at that point in time. But he helped, you know, what I'm saying by what he was doing. It helped better our situation. It helped, and we've seen results from it. So we developed a, a relationship, you know. So it, it, it so we began to, you know, what I'm saying. So there's a like-minded uh, community of people that are that are that are like with Kevin Rutherford. Because when you try on some of the different sure. groups and stuff that are on Facebook and stuff like that, and all the riffraff that goes on in those uh, <laughs> on those pages yeah. and everything else. It's it's a different and, and you know we kind of had the problem on, on the less truck site and stuff with some of the trolls and stuff like and you're not going to eliminate that stuff completely, but for the most okay. part the majority majority of people that that listen to Kevin Rutherford and that try to follow some of the recommendations that he gives are really serious minded individuals that are better. trying better themselves yeah. and and they're that you know. We, we're about the business at hand. We're about getting stuff done. We're about having results. Right. And and okay. I frankly ain't got time for you know to waste on either. You know, if you don't believe it, I, I ain't got time to try to evangelize people and make you believe it. Oh you know, I'm yeah. Just <laughs> yeah, them naysayers. That's what I call them. I call them the naysayers. They're out everywhere. But um, right. have you run right. this idea by Kevin Rutherford? Got his thoughts on it? No, I got a ton of ideas. That me, uh, Kevin's so busy, and sometimes I get busy, so we haven't really had an opportunity to really get uh, nailed down a bunch of different things. And I'm pretty sure he has a, a, a few different ideas. But uh, hopefully, maybe we might get time at the CMC. I'm not a hundred percent sure of. Maybe we might get some time when he gets uh, a few a uh, few minutes for us to discuss a few things, but potential to be had with the less truck team and and uh, the guys that surround Kevin. Cause I mean, from Jeff Zarley to uh, Jackie, that you know, with the mile for uh, mile for gallon group and everything, and, and Matt, all the all the guys that are surrounding. Uh, uh, that are on the on the less truck team. I'm the, for those that I'm leaving out, I'm, I apologize. Uh, <laughs> but all the people that 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 help and contribute to make this thing go, everybody kind of has a little lane, and there's so many different um, things that people bring to the table, and they're so you know uh, we all seem to be willing to 
have the heart of a teacher and at the same time listen and try to see where we can improve and help others right. gain from, from our experiences, just willing, just wanting to contribute, not necessarily looking for, you know, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm not getting, I'm not getting a check for doing this, but I, I, but what I am benefiting from is by helping educate more people that are in this industry. It helps, right. it helps the rates to start to come up a little bit by sharing this knowledge then ultimately, yeah, I do get paid for it because it's going to come back around because then if I'm dealing with brokers on the spot market, they're going to know that it's starting to have an effect. The rates are going to have to go up because these guys ain't going for the okie doke Right, right. Yeah, the best thing that we can do is inform, is inform, uh, get information out there. Information is the, the, the biggest misconception is information is power. That's not true. Information is not power. It's the application of the information where the power lies. If you sure. don't apply information that you have, it's worthless. You know, you pass, you pass panhandlers. You pass the panhandlers on just about every exit in every major city. Some of those guys are PhDs, college educated that are out there, but they're not applying the knowledge that they have to change the situation that they may be in. I mean, I don't know exactly their entire story, but I'm pretty sure that with all the opportunity out there in this world, that you can do something where you ain't just standing on the side of the corner holding up a sign. <laughs> That's just my thought. <laughs> but I'm going to just try to get a, but, a few more calls in here, but I, I appreciate your time. Thank uh, you, Rico. I, I want to try to get some more I appreciate it. Uh, right, I apologize to the mother guys for filibusting. That's all right. Let's see here. We're going to try to go to uh, 402. The 402, You, uh, what's your name? Where are you calling from? Uh-oh. Let's see. 402, what's your name? Where you calling from? Rico, can you hear me? I can hear you. What's your name? Where you calling from? Oh, uh, Kevin Brown, uh, Chicago. Uh, Kevin Brown. Yeah. Uh, hey, I got kind of a question with Facebook. I'm not that educated with uh, with Facebook yet. But Uh-oh. How do I, I, I don't know if I am either, but I'll try. Well, how do I get on to find this? Rate per mile masters because I tried to search it on the Facebook side and it tells me they can't find it. Uh, I'll tell you what. Da, 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 da. I'm going. I'm going on in now. You say your name is uh, Kevin Brown. Yeah. I'm gonna see if I can find you on Facebook. I'm gonna add you. I'm searching for you right now. I don't know if you'll pop up yet or not. I tell you what, um, go to. I'm going to see if I can find you while I'm dealing with you. You got any other questions while we're working on that? Uh, no, I forgot them because uh, the text <laughs> message I got said that this. this uh, this conference call, and then there's a lot of communi- communication problems. So, yeah, we have some issues tonight. Now, 
Now, you've given a couple other websites. Manta.com, is that correct? Yes, sir. M-A-N-T-A.com. And then M is... M-A-N-T-A, Manta. Yeah, yeah. And then... uh, Okay. Is is it Thomas.net? Thomas.net. Thomas.net. I'm searching searching Facebook, and I can't find you. Um, Well, I'm I'm on there. If somebody somebody else that's listening knows how to... uh, Get Mr. Kevin Brown from Chicago into the race per mile. Uh, uh, okay, now <laughs> don't look for me, Chicago. Look for me in Omaha, Nebraska. Well, you heard him, Omaha, Nebraska. What yeah. you can do, uh, what you can do is at the top of when you log into Facebook. This this should get you there. I tried to put your name in, but I well when I when I go onto the app on my damn phone, uh. It sends me right to the page where where everybody else is. Where the ones that I do stay in contact right. with. I'm going to try to – I got your name written down. I'm looking for you out of Omaha, Nebraska. I'll try and see if I can locate you and add you. Uh, but if you go to the top, when you log into Facebook, there's a little uh, – at the very top of the page, yeah, there's an hourglass. Uh, not an hourglass, a uh, magnifying glass symbol up in the corner. If you click on that and just type in rate per mile masters, that should uh, get you to the group. And See, you I, can don't, just I, don't, I don't have that on my phone for some reason. Oh, okay, on your phone. Maybe, um, maybe I'll take another call or two. Maybe someone knows how to do it on their phone. And they can help you out. Hey, well, when you uh, when you find me, send me your number, will you, please? Not a problem. Thank you, buddy. You, you've been Thank you've been what I've been looking for. Well, I'm glad. I, I, I appreciate the kind words. I mean, I mean, as far as the education to try and uh, get better rates and negotiation and things like that. So I'll be me and my wife will be at the CMC, so I'll meet you there. Okay, cool. I'll be looking forward to it. Thanks, buddy. All right, we're going. All right, good night. Thank you. All right, we're getting close to time. I'm going to try to get to one more caller at least. Caller from the 865. What's your name? Where you calling from? Caller from the 865. What's your name? Where you calling from? Hello, callers. That's not me, is it? It's you. Uh, you might all take another knee. I, I've already spoke to you. I'm just listening. <laughs> I mean, I oh, made a okay. mistake. up twice. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm looking at the whole times. I'm trying to go to the who's, who's been on hold the longest. I'll, I'll find you. I'll put you back on hold. I appreciate it. Oh, that's fine. I, I planned you to go ahead and accept me. Uh, yes, sir. I'll, I'll get back on Facebook here in a little bit, and I'm, I'm going through those. I got a few of them sitting in my queue right now. Uh, let's see. Caller from the 316. Caller, what's your name, and where are you calling from? It's your turn. Hello, Rico. It's Bruce again. You talked to me a while ago. Uh, okay. Well, 
This board has been acting crazy all night. I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to just go through and see who's been holding the longest. All right, Bruce, I'm going to put you back on hold. I'm going to see you uh, okay. try to go to the next one. And let's try this one. 951. Caller, what's your name? Where are you calling from? Hi, my name's Mike, and I'm cruising through the California desert right now. How are you today? I'm good, Mike. Thanks for calling in. How can we help? Uh, well, first of all, the guy that's trying to find it on his phone, uh, just a quick deal on that. I don't know if he has an Android or an iPhone, but if he goes to Facebook, he needs to click on the top left, and it'll shoot over to where you can change to your own. Instead of being on the main page, you can change to your own wall, and that's where he'll find the, uh, the magnifying glass. But he's got to he's got to click. It's like an equal sign almost up on the top left of his Facebook, and then that's going to bring or swipe his screen to the right. That's going to get him to that magnifying glass that he can't find right now. I hope hopefully that'll help him. Hopefully he's listening. Hopefully he, he can take those steps and, and get him to the group. Right now, the reason I called, I've been in the transportation industry pretty much since I started working at eighteen. Uh, I've been out here on the road about 20 years, and I took a couple-year break, and I actually was a shipping manager. So uh, your, con- your uh, topic of uh, how to go in and talk to these shipping managers and try to get you know, direct freight, uh, I definitely know a little bit about that. I would get five calls a week just from trucking companies wanting my business. Uh, the best way was to walk in and talk to me face-to-face, shake my hand, um, you know, appearances, everything. Um, it's just that that's a real key right there. I mean, I, I take phone calls all week long and, you know, send me your information. And I really wouldn't look at those guys. It's the guys that would take the time to actually pull in, you know, park out on the curb and walk in and ask who the shipping manager was. Those were the guys, you know, that I would get using. And, you know, not basically if you're looking for a shipper, don't, you know, you don't need to be like, I can haul a load every week for you. But, hey, I'm in your area a lot. I live in this area. If you ever need help, um, you know, here's my card. Uh, the other thing that really worked well is the guy that would come in and say, you know, I know you have trucking companies that you're shipping through right now. Um, where's your problem? What, you know, where's you may be very happy with your trucking companies, but where's that one issue that maybe I could come in and be that guy to take care of that issue? Okay, Mike. My, uh, my, um, if you don't mind, I'm taking down your phone number. Okay. Because um, I'd like to try to develop this a little bit further. I mean, we're, we're kind of late in the, in the evening right now. and Right. But I definitely would like to get more input, I mean, from someone on the other end of the, uh, on the, other end of the table. You can help us to try to, uh, like I said, try to help us fine-tune any message that we may have and things like that, like I was talking about earlier as far as how do you overcome objections, what are typical objections. You know, if we kind of, know what responses to look out for and how we can address them, then we can kind of be a little bit more strategic in our world. You bring an excellent, uh, you could be an excellent resource to the group. Uh, if you will. Yeah, like I, did that for a couple, I did that for a couple of years, you know, and anything I could provide there, you know, cause but you got to find the one that makes the decisions, you know, that's, that's the whole thing. So, uh, you know, but once you find that guy, there's definitely thing, you know, there's do's and do nots for sure. Uh, the only thing that scares me on the co-op is you'd have to have a pretty, pretty strict standard. Uh, you know, I had a, a trucking company come in and, and sell me the world, and the first couple shipments they did a really good job on. 
And then the fourth right. driver they sent in, is, as we were loading, this was all blanket wrap freight, so it was a little different than, you know, your normal freight. But uh, about the fourth driver he sent in, the guy came into my office uh, that afternoon and asked me if I had any zigzags. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. You know, this, you know, this guy sells me the world on his trucking company, and his, his driver comes in and says they just found a bag that they didn't know that they had, and he wanted to know if I had any zigzags. I was like, you know, I, I turned him away right then. Uh, you know, the load didn't ship that day. Um, you know, I had to explain to my customer, you know, I, I was not putting my, you know, your product or my product on, on that truck, and, uh, you know, whatever becomes of it becomes of it. And I think I ended up getting a team the next day that could still handle it, but – so, you know, there needs to be a real strict standard if, you know, you do start exactly. that co-op thing. I mean, it's got to be very exactly. strict because one guy can blow that. Uh, you know, uh, you can get rolling small, and then, you know, things start to grow a little bit, and one guy just blows it completely out of the water for you, you know. I, I agree. That's And that's that's kind of why as I was saying, you know, I, I didn't think we were quite ready for prime time because we we, we're going to have to tweak it. And I take, like I was saying earlier, you know, I take – uh, service and everything very serious. I mean, this is at the end of the day, this is my livelihood. This is how I provide for my family. So I don't, I don't need anyone coming in and screwing that up. And at the end of the right. day, uh, my name is attached to it, and and, and you know, I'm proud of my name. So right. if so, I, I, if here. I'm if I'm going to partnership, if I'm going to partnership with someone. Uh, then I want to make sure that we're kind of – we don't have to be totally homogenous, but we definitely need to there, – there has to be some core values there that we definitely are not compromising, neither he nor I are compromising on. Right. And, 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 that's the, and that would have to be the basis by which, um, you know, to establish that. You know, so you're definitely right about that. We definitely will have to do some – make sure we're trying to uh, – have a good vetting process to try to uh, make sure that we're getting the, actually the cream, the cream of the crop, the top of the top, and people that that think along the lines that that are that we're compatible with. Most definitely, people with proven records. I mean, you know, because like I said, I mean, everyone's going to want to be a part of it, but uh, you know, only only a select few actually should be able to. Uh, just from exactly. what I see out here, you know, I've been out here 20 years, and it's, it's changing every day, but. Uh, you know, there, there is a there is a, a line in the sand of, you know, respect and, and etiquette uh, where a lot of other things, you know, you may view different, you know, have different views on this or that. But there, there definitely is a line in the sand what's acceptable and absolutely what is not acceptable. Right. And you have to, when it comes to servicing the customer, it has, that, there has to be a, a, a core value. There has to be, you know, um, like I said, you've you got to be, with every fabric, fabric of your being, it has to be a... a, a we're going to make it happen as far as the customer right. standard uh, level is concerned. But you definitely, you, you're definitely right about that, and that's why I wanted to try to, you know, if we're going to do, we're going to try to attempt the co-op. You know, let's try to start it out small with with the guys that are here, um, and see, you know, we can kind of, we can kind of bet one another out here and get a get a, a feel for one another because, like I said, for the most part, people that are even taking the time to call in to shows like this and and contribute into conversations like this, that already sets us up with so many other people in this industry that don't take the time to even think about how they can improve their operation or their business. They are, really don't even care about improving. They're just existing, for lack of a better term. But at least the 
the right. people that are stripping and 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 are in on these type phone calls and are trying to to learn something, trying to better themselves, they are at least attempting to try to get from one place to another in a in a in a deliberate manner. That that right. they're just not just taking what's what's going out, what, what's been handed to them. Exactly. You know, so, you know, I laugh about it, too, because, I mean, 15 years ago, I, we could make lots of money and we could be really stupid and still make lots of money. Uh, now we can still make money, but we just have to be smart about it. it, it you know, it's a, it's a different ball game. Exactly. When fuel was a dollar a gallon and we were all running 85 miles an hour, it, we were still filling our pockets full of money if we, you know, if we had a good hookup. But, you know, those days are are long gone, and, and now you just have to be a little smarter. And you, you know, a lot of guys say, oh, I'm not making the money I used to. Well, you might still have the same mentality you used to. You might need to change your mentality. The money's still here. You just have to work harder at it now. Before, I, I know, back in you know, the early 2000s, I didn't have to work hard to make money. I mean, I worked hard, but money fell in my pocket. I mean, it, you know, it wasn't an issue. And now you just have to do a little bit more hard work and a little more thinking. Exactly. Exactly. Well, Mike, uh, we've been on for a little over an hour now, but I appreciate you guys. I appreciate uh, everyone for calling in and for being patient with Mike. I, I got your contact information. I'll, I'll probably uh, follow up with you sometime uh, maybe next week and see if we can't put something together for a future podcast um, That's not- about, the, about the objections and everything like that and different tactics that we could use to, to uh, improve ourselves, uh, our sales pitches. Right. Um, so, so I appreciate it. I appreciate it again. I'm, I'm gonna wrap up real quick. Uh, okay. But once again, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I appreciate. I'm sorry about all the confusion, confusion, and and um, I appreciate. I'm very humbled by uh, you guys hanging in there with us and staying on the calls. Um, sorry, I couldn't get to every phone call. Still had a few calls that we were trying to get to. Um, Hopefully the next time we can try to keep this thing going a little bit smoother. Uh, I'm hoping that maybe, especially when we get Mr. Seaton on, that we don't have these issues. <laughs> but, again, uh, for Kevin Rutherford and the Les Trump team, I'd like to thank you once again. And in the words of Kevin Rutherford, uh, do the hard work and master the journey. Good night, everyone. Thanks for joining us on Rates and Lanes. If you like what you heard here, leave us a rating and review on iTunes or listen to our other shows at audioroad.letstruck.com. To get in touch with our tribe, call us at 855-800-PUEL. That's 855-800-3835. Thanks for joining us for the ride down the audio road.